to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Let me have Jacob Michael. Let me have Jacobness Christina. And... Let's have, I'm wondering who the third person should be. Who wants to be the third person? You don't even know what it's for. (laughs) You guys have no idea. (laughs) What if, what if when you come to the front, you're giving one million? (laughs) You want to be the one, eh? Okay. Let me pick, let me pick Zita. I haven't seen you in a while. You can be the one. <laughs> okay. I hope you've prepared your wallet. <laughs> they can have mics. So, the lesson has started. You can stand aside. It always looks aesthetically better if the gentleman is on the middle. No, I just meant for the sake of aesthetics. Now, um, can I have my papers? Now, what's going to happen is this, hypothetically speaking, please note it's hypothetical. Not afterwards you should... <laughs> not afterwards you should force me. So, hypothetically speaking, I'll hand you each a piece of paper and... The photo you see on the piece of paper is a hypothetical gift. Hypothetical. <laughs> and I'm going to ask you a few questions about that gift, and you'll answer me honestly. To be fair, none of them know. I think I only taught Christine and Michael saying, I'll use you in an illustration. They have no idea. And I text them at 01. So <laughs> my mind has been thinking about this for a while. Okay, so, from one to three, pick a number. Two. Two, so I'll give you the second one. No, I will project them. We planned this. (laughs) One or three, Christina, pick. Three. I don't remember which one three was. Okay, you have one. Wonderful. So, um, media, you can trust the first image. And Ticon Max, I think I'm going to need you nearby soon, right? Right? I don't even know what Ticon Max is. 
is MTN. So, <laughs> no pun intended. So maybe you can cue the lights so people can be able to see. Okay, who has received that gift? Okay, Christina, that's the gift you've received, right? Yes, Pastor. Okay, what are you going to do with it? Uh, I'll probably Google what, what it does. Okay, from what you think. Any, any idea? What, what do you think it does? It helps us with um, videography. Or How? <laughs> um, I'm sure in a very useful way. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wonderful. So, Christina will use that device for videography in a very useful way. Wonderful. You can give her a hand. Uh, Deacon Max, tell us what she can do with that gift. Where you at? You can come, come through. Come tell us. <laughs> you can come closer. <laughs> come, make sure you're inside of the camera. So tell us. Maybe just tell her what she can do with that device. Thank you, Pastor Sam. Can you tell them first what the device is? Um, the device you're seeing is a HDMI video capture card. Uh, HDMI stands for High Definition Multimedia Interface. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> so practically, it um, helps you capture video from a device like a video camera to your laptop. It stays in between. Um, it's got a latency of about 117 milliseconds. Okay. That's the delay time from the video to the laptop. Uh, it takes in 4K, which stands for Ultra HD. Uh -huh. And it records at 1080 pixels, which is 1080 pixels. Uh -huh. um, yes, so with this, you can record from the camera to your laptop at high definition. So wait, you don't just get the camera and connect the laptop? No, sir. I think that's a lot of people thought, eh? Like if you just have a camera, just put it on the laptop and you can record? Okay. Interesting. Deacon Michael. Yes, Pastor. What's your gift? Uh, <laughs> let it be, oh no, whatever gift is displayed. Show us the next one. Anything? Okay. Who got that one? Who got that one? Okay, you can tell us what you'll do with it. Okay, first thought is taking pictures. <laughs> Wait, not like put the mic up? Um, okay, first thought. This is a phone, right? I hope so. <laughs> okay, my first thought, honestly, is just taking pictures. Wow. Taking pictures? That's the first thought that came to my okay. mind. And why would you take pictures with this one specifically? It's got a camera. <laughs> Anything special about the cameras that you can notice? They are three. <laughs> and then can you tell what brand it is? <laughs> I can't pronounce it. <laughs> Just try. It's okay. Mm -mm. Huawei. Okay. And anything special about the specific Huawei? Uh, nothing I know of. Just okay. that it's blue. Uh -huh. It's a cute color. It's a cute color. Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> Digon Max, tell us a little bit about that phone. <laughs> and 
perhaps advise her apart from taking pictures what she can be able to do with it. Thank you, Pastor Sir. Yeah. So what you see there is a Huawei P40 Pro. It's a 5G phone. It's a what? Um, 5G phone. Okay. Yes. Um, practically, it's one of the advanced phones. Apart from just being a phone, it practically captures video at the same resolution as the video capture device, like 1080 pictures. Okay. And so it's got one of the advanced uh, Android system called MUI 10.0. Uh-huh. Something that you can use, for example, it's got air gestures that you can use by flicking your fingers and you can scroll. It senses that. Then okay. you can also, like she said, she wants to capture photos. You can screen grab by just using this gesture and grabbing your hands and it will pick. Oh, wonderful. Then lastly, uh, it works like a computer, so you are able to use two applications at once. You can open them side by side or overlapping like a laptop. Oh, interesting. Okay. Wonderful. And... <laughs> I think the only challenge is it doesn't start with Google, right? It, you'd have to use some manipulations for it to be Google connected after the whole Trump-China stuff, if I'm not mistaken. I think That's the latest Huawei's don't have Google, right? It's something they're working on. They're working on it? Yes, sir. Okay, though recently, I don't know if you saw what happened. There was a meeting... Is it where uh, the US, Australia, and a few other countries are coming together potentially to fight back at China in terms of an economic trade war? So let's hear from Deacon Michael. Let's see the last gift. Are you guys, by the way, you know the sermon has started, eh? Okay, that's the last gift. Uh, Deacon Sir. Yes, Pastor. <laughs> kindly tell us what, you th what you're going to do with that gift. Okay, uh, looking at the adjusting knobs, I think this is something that is used uh, with sound management. Yeah. Yes, Pastor. Come then, on. Uh-huh. Uh uh, then what I'll use it for, I think, uh, I would say it will, it will, it's like the, it will be the first asset that my cell will have. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so. yeah. Okay. The first acquisition. Okay, wonderful. Do you want to add on a few details? You got Max, finally. Yeah. So what you're looking at is a Scarlet uh, interface. It's called an audio interface. It works more like an, a sound card, uh -huh. and it's uh, a 2i2. The 2i2 stands for two in and output. So you are able to record two things at once and output two things at once. So what it practically does is that uh, it comes with uh, licensed recording software but with this version, it comes free. So licensed recording software is also known as DAW, which stands for Digital Audio Workstation. It's yeah. a software you use on your laptop. So you practically connect your mic and your guitar, and you're able to record simultaneously two things. The adjusting knobs that you see there are the adjustment volumes for each input. And the main one, what this, the main one that you see there as a silver one is the master output. Okay. Yes. So at the back there, it doesn't use an ordinary cable, it uses a USB. USB stands for Universal Serial <laughs> Bus. Now you're overdoing it. <laughs> okay.
You guys can take your seats. Thank you. Give them a hand. Now, I've got a question for you. You, you can bring the lights back if they're necessary. I've got a question for you. Do you really know what God has given to you? Everyone had at least an idea of what to do with the devices they were presented with. But if you noticed, upon consultation, they will probably be able to make bigger use. Now, First Corinthians chapter 2. And I love beginning this argument from verse... One, but for today, I'll start from verse 9. Don't lose the visual representation. Keep thinking about it. But it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of a man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Wait there. Now, you can imagine that there are certain devices that we don't know yet because the manufacturer has not yet revealed them to us. I'll tell you this. The day Steve Jobs announced the iPhone. That was what, 2005 or three? I, I forgot it. No, the actual announcement when he said he was going to make it. Was it seven? Because that was the year the iPod came out as well, right? The announcement. Yeah, five, somewhere there. I remember he announced the iPod. He announced, because this is where I've been to. And he announced all those things. Now, interestingly, those things may have been a mystery to everyone. Perhaps not to the developers. Perhaps not even to his family. Perhaps. That's if he decided to reveal it to them. So in short, at that moment it was hidden from the world what had been packaged for them that they were going to start spending a lot of money on every year. Now, we see a very interesting portion of scripture. We're being told that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of a man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. As at the time they were standing here, before they had opened anything, all they knew is I had prepared something for them. But at that point, it had not yet entered their mind, it had not yet entered their sight, and it had not yet resonated with their hearing, because I hadn't revealed it to them. 
And interestingly, many people get comfortable and stay there. But if only they could go to the next verse. And the next verse says, But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. So at one level, he reveals them. He uncovers them. But it doesn't end there. He says, let's go on. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. There's, he's got an inside intelligence because he's got insight into the mind of God because he is God. If for some reason you are able to interact with my spirit right now, you would know everything concerning me. Similarly, if you interact with the Holy Spirit, everything there is to know about God, you can know it. Now, it goes on to say something, and this is our main verse for today. Verse 12. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Now, when, when you see the word know in the Bible, and if you had to check, if you had to go to the podcast channel, it should be the second podcast that we ever released. We defined different words for the word know according to the Greek language that was used. We looked at words like, uh, I'm sure your favorite was epignosis, right? But then at the first level, it's head knowledge. But then the word used there for know is the word idol. Now, it's not I-D-L-E. You could probably spell it as E-I-D-O. And so that you always remember this sermon and you will not forget that word. The title of the sermon is idol. <laughs> so it's E-I-D-O. D-O. Now, it says we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might idol the things that have been freely given to us by God. Now, that word literally means that we might become aware If you are to study the growth of a child, seeing as I've been doing random studies, if you are to study the growth of a child, you notice that as they grow, awareness increases. For example, I can recognize way more people now than I could years ago. And probably if I am to recognize a person today, the chances of me forgetting are lower 
than when I was two years old. That's why when you're all grown up and then you're in town and then somebody tries to give you a hug and says, I'm used to Papa you. And you're like, never under anyway. <laughs> Who's ever been there? <laughs> and somehow everyone was the one who used to. In Zambia, they use the word Layla. I've never found an English translation for Layla and Papa. Papa even has tenses. There's Papa and Papu. <laughs> Does anyone know the English word for Layla? It just doesn't sit well with sitting on the laps. It just doesn't. No, something is missing there. Anyways, because as you grow, your awareness increases. And as you grow, even the methods by which you become aware of your surrounding increases. In the first stages, you try to investigate your surrounding by your mouth. So you want to taste everything. But then as a person grows up, they can even just be explained to. That this is this, and this is that. Those complex things you understand now. Did you understand them when you were five years old? If somebody came to you when you were on your first day of university and gave you an idea of some of the things you were going to understand by the time you were done. Or if you read ahead and tried to look at third year stuff when you were in first year. You, you find that as time went on, your capacity increased. Eh? Now, I'm driving at something here. There's something about becoming aware of what is given. Okay? There's something about becoming aware. Let me use another example. But, excuse my bias. So, babies, for example. <laughs> One of the funniest things I ever saw when I was younger is I went to visit my aunt, and by then we had, how many of you remember that, uh, before the currency was rebased, that 10,000 was actually 10 kwacha. And if you remember, it was easy to tear. So I went to visit my aunt, and she was so upset with her daughter, because the daughter tore a 10 kwacha. She ne and there was no use shouting at her. She never saw the value of it. Never knew what it could bring. Although nowadays to my kids. Huh? They are becoming aware fast. Have you ever asked a three-year-old, what do you want for your birthday? There's signs and wonders that that would do to your wallet. Actually, that one won't touch your wallet. It will touch your ATM. <laughs> but notice, when somebody's at a stage where they're not aware what money really is, there's a way they will think. That's why they'll cry for anything they see. Because as far as they're concerned, all you have to do is grab it and go exchange a few words at the till, and it's theirs. Because at that stage, awareness is not there. So when, when there's no awareness, either something will be underused, or 
it can even be abused. And then even in understanding money, you can still grow in that awareness. For example, you can understand currencies. The first time I flew out, I went to South Africa. Oh my goodness, the mistakes I made. One of the first mistakes I made was money-wise. So I reach and I'm not used to people being helpful. I'm used to hungry line where we're all hustling to be on the line. And so I enter a restaurant and somebody's being so helpful. I removed the hundred rand and tipped. In my head, I don't know how I was seeing a hundred rand. So I removed the hundred rand and tipped. The way they just stopped and just wanted to carry everything of mine. <laughs> Later on, when I told someone that I tipped someone with a hundred rand, they're like, what? <laughs> Do you know what you could have bought? But I, my my mindset towards currencies was not, I was not thinking a certain way. I was not thinking a certain way because I hadn't understood, I had understood the value of money, but I hadn't understood the value of the rand. I understood the quarter. Now, we are going somewhere. <laughs> we are going somewhere. Do you really understand joy? It's a question God asked me this week. Perhaps, apart from the head knowledge about it, do you really know joy? Do you really know how it works? Do you know how to switch it on? Do you know how to activate it? Do you know how to use it in good times? Do you know how to use it in hard times? Are you aware of how joy works? Have you gone beyond head knowledge of the fact that you've got righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost? What does it really mean to have righteousness? Notice how someone could tell that was a phone and they knew one or two things about it. But then... The role that Deacon Max was playing there was the role of the Holy Spirit. The role of making you more aware, saying, hey, this that has been given to you, you can actually use it for this and for this and for this. And oh, I know you knew about this, but there's also this and there's that. And then if you are to add this, there can also be that. And that's something that the Holy Spirit does. Do you know that the Holy Spirit can explain peace to you? Now, somebody may be thinking, if the Holy Spirit, let's say, reveals peace to you, he reveal it by giving you this logical explanation in a British accent. You see, peace. <laughs> it's the tranquility. <laughs> and this, 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 this. But you know, that's not how he reveals things. We are going somewhere. Is somebody being blessed? You know, there are just so many free gifts God has given us that we've not interacted with to a certain level because we've not come to a place of awareness. And by the time we're done, I'll show you how you can come to that place. But let's, let's go back to 1 Corinthians 2. Perhaps let's look at verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom of God, which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Uh-huh. Let's go on. Which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would have crucified the Lord of glory. Next verse. Praise God. Let's continue with the argument. We had reached verse... Give me verse 11. Okay. Next verse. 
Now we have received not the spirit of the world. This is what we were, right? But the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Next verse. These things we speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So it may not have to be this logical explanation in an accent. Because he can communicate with us at a realm that's higher than language. That's higher than words that human beings teach. Because the Holy Spirit is literally on the inside of you. You know the Holy Spirit can communicate directly with your inner man. Look at Ephesians 3, verse 16. Oh, how the church would be if everyone could grow in a relationship with the Spirit of God. Look at this. That he would grant unto you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit. Where? In the inner man. So, it may not always have to pass through the outer ears. He can communicate directly with the inner man. I'll give you an example. I remember one time I had a dream. And that dream was an encounter. And I was being taught something about ministry. And when I woke up, and as in the dream, I could understand everything. And when I woke up, blank. Oh, I remember this. I was being taught about ministry. Who's ever experienced something like that? And I was about to get concerned. And then I heard God tell me it was communicated direct to the inner man. So I, do, I began to download it in prayer. So I went into prayer and began to download it. Now, it's not like I got a script, but I just noticed my understanding of ministry became very different. Ask the people I work with, the systems we've been able to come up with. It just became very different. I once had another dream where I found myself in a library. And I found a book which was called, I've forgotten the name of the book, but it had wisdom. And so I started reading it. Interestingly, some of the quotes in the book were by famous people who've, who say such stuff here on earth, but I had no idea who they were. So I learned some of the names from the dream. And I said, reading, reading, reading. And when I got up, my understanding of how businesses operate became a bit strange. Started noticing things that go beyond. I'm telling you, listen, I can sit in a class today and we're having a lesson on, in sociology and we're being told about Karl Marx, for example, negating the negator. You don't remember that? Come on, DS, second year, first semester. <laughs> okay, fine. And it's been taught, and then for me, I'm just seeing systems. Oh, so this is why the Bible says this, and the Bible says this, and this is why church, we must do this and this to avoid this and this because of this and this and that and that. And you're being taught even by a worldly lecturer who disrespects God. But in the lesson, you're saying, oh, so if we add this to this and then that to that, and then... 
do you know, who's ever experienced something like that? Where the Holy Spirit can reveal something very intricate, something very intimate through something that may just look unobvious. I don't know if you're getting my point. You're watching The Lion King and you're thinking, what manner of leadership was this from Mufasa? How does he allow a person who's already against him to have interaction with his son? How does he allow that? That's, he never protected his son from, from Scar. He knew his son was a bit obnoxious at that point. What kind of leadership skills are those? That part he failed as a leader. Now, <laughs> no, no, no. Think about it. That wasn't very good leadership. He should have told his son, don't talk to Scar. John Calipay in every time I went. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making it this simple because I want you to know that sometimes we're missing out on some key things the Spirit of God wants to teach us. He wants to teach us about, guess what? Everything. Everything. He wants to, he wants to have a say in everything. But how often do we forfeit divine advice? Because sometimes we look for the Spirit of God in the spectacular. When when very often he hides himself in the simple. For me, when I, for example, when I watch The Greatest Roman, for me it's the book of Ecclesiastes. It's the book of, clear. For me it's the book of Ecclesiastes, like from start to end, book of Ecclesiastes, until he reached the point where he discovered life was vanity. It's a book of Ecclesiastes. Haven't you seen that? Hallelujah. <laughs> Somebody say glory. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just saying, your relationship with the Holy Spirit can take a whole new dimension. It can be better than it is right now. And you know, um, in the one or two minutes that we had that session, I don't know if you could tell, but perhaps the deacon is a bit knowledgeable in those areas, right? Now, here's the interesting thing. It means that I don't have to limit myself to what he said. I can actually ask him more questions. And if you are to check our chats, most of our discussions are debates. Why should we buy this? Why not this? Why would this work better than this? Why not this and this and that and that? On one hand, one, somebody else who maybe doesn't have that access would want to get maybe a recording of what was said here and use that. But imagine if somebody else could have maybe a 24-hour interaction and they explode together. They would probably get a little more. Now, John chapter 16. Oh God, are they getting this? Look at verse 12 and 13. I really want you to see just how highly the Lord Jesus regards this ministry of the Spirit to reveal. Now, how Jesus was with the disciples for three years taught so many things. This statement is scary. What does it say? One, two, three, read. Read. 
Hold on. Imagine. So Jesus left the earth with a lot of things he didn't say. He left the earth having not said so many things. And then look at the next verse. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, what will he do? He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you of things to come. My friend, what's your definition of the word all? Have you limited the spirit of God to only telling you what pastor will preach? There are others who just believe God for the revelation of the sure aware. <laughs> Have you limited the spirit of God? Don't you think he's got something to say about every area of your life? Don't you think he's got something to say about your family? Don't you think he's got something to say about your business, about your job, about your education, about society, about where he wants to take the body of Christ? Don't you think he's got something to say about every area of your life? But how often do we limit him? Somebody say, Holy Spirit. Spirit. You're free to speak to me. Like I'm open to your voice. I'm open to your guidance. I'm open to your direction. I'm thinking of that word there, guide. It's so active. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that word guide. It says guide you into all truth. You know, that when you see such words, you will not be concerned if you don't have it all figured out in a moment. Because a person who guides doesn't walk out and walk in. Anybody ever had a tour guide before? So you're not concerned about you not knowing the next animal. Because you know that the guide is with you. Listen to me, you may not yet know your next move. But the biggest thing you must treasure is the presence of the one who gives guidance being with you. Anyone ever use GPS when driving? I use it all the time. You may not know which one the next three turns will be, but you know that as long as it's on, when you turn, it will tell you where to turn next. And the advantage is even when you make a mistake, it, it tells you, like, no, make a U-turn. If it can be that smart to do that, how much more how much more? The Spirit of God. But how often have we limited Him? Somebody say, thank you, God, for giving us the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. Amen. Now, one or two quick examples Biblically, awareness leads to functionality. Awareness leads to functionality. When you study in the book of Judges, you see a very famous story about a gentleman named Gideon. And I want to take you to verse 11 of Judges 6, where we see what happened. The Midianites were oppressing the Israelites. And when the Israelites prayed to God, if you've noticed, every time Israel would pray, God would raise a person. His way of answering has never really changed. God usually uses people. Yeah. And then it says, now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Oprah, which belonged to Joash, the Abizrite, while his son Gideon 
threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. So Gideon was literally doing what he could, but from a place of a bit of cowardice because he was afraid of the Midianites. Because when these guys would take over, they, they could take over even your economy. And then I want you just to see some of the words that were used. Verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Hold on. He doesn't say the Lord will be with you. He doesn't say the Lord will be with you and start training because you're going to be a mighty man of valor. The guy is in hiding. The guy is in a place of cowardice. How often have we heard God speak to us about things that seem bigger than us? How often does God do this? And he says, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Amazing. Amazing. Imagine he's come today. Is your phone is on Siliza? And you've had to change your MTN number for obvious reasons. And he says, the Lord is with you. You're multimillionaire. You're the one who will employ the next 2,000 people. And you're thinking, hey. No, just picture it like that. Or the last test didn't necessarily go very well. It was bulky. For the elders who have no idea what that means. When it's booky, just know it's booky. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. And then the angel of the Lord appears and says, The Lord is with you, you A plus student. <laughs> Why is that word resonating? <laughs> okay, let's go on. Uh-huh. And then Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord was with us, why then has all this happened to us? Notice, that's the question he has saying, look, if God was with me, why is, why is all this stuff happening? And he said, where are all his miracles? Meaning they knew if God is with you, <laughs> then you will see the wonder-working God. <laughs> and he says, where are all his miracles? which our fathers told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. It's funny. In Gideon's mind, he was forsaken and delivered into the hands of the Midianites. In God's mind, he was a mighty man of valor and God was with him. Notice the difference. I just pray that your view of yourself and your situation is not different from God's view of you. And God can do things that shock us. There are moments where we feel, okay, I'm the last person God should use right now. That's the day he gives you 52 prophetic dreams about 52 different people. <laughs> and everyone is saying, ha, ah, that went. If you never gave it to me. <laughs> Let's continue. My God, is sense anointing. Then the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours. He completely ignores the statement the guy made. 
and tells him, go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? If I was here, I would have said, when? <laughs> I says, go in this might of yours. Next verse. Then he said to him, oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. <laughs> Next verse. And the Lord said to him, surely I'll be with you, and you defeat the Midianites as one man. And if you remember, even when they were going to fight, God had to reduce the number. They remained 10,000, then they remained 300, and then all they had to do was shout, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. What am I saying? Awareness leads to functionality. Gideon could then function as the mighty man of valor when he became aware that he was a mighty man of valor. There are things the Spirit of God wants to make known to you. From a, a, a deeper place, a place deeper than words, a place of conviction. And that's why many of us will experience a lot of groaning in the spirit. Let me show you another verse where awareness led to functionality. Let's look at John chapter number two and verse three. Maybe let's start from verse one. Awareness, it does something to you. It does something to you. One time I was in my office. When we just started, I think I'd just got in an office by then. And someone came to see me, they were in uniform. And... They knocked and they entered. And they looked at me. And in case you think I look young now. <laughs> People are actually saying, no, now you're even beginning to, yeah. Patricia, what they feed me. <laughs> I've, I've even like bulked up a little. So you can imagine how I was a few years ago. Eh? And so they entered. They looked at me and said, what? <laughs> you're the one I've come to. As if they just said it out loud. Like, you're the one I've come to see. <laughs> like, you're the one. <laughs> and I remember looking at them. But by that stage, I had gotten into this thing too much to be shaken by words. I smiled and said, I'm the one. And they said, how will I even open up to you? I said, if you want, we can just pray. Five minutes later, brrr, the whole story, number credits, <laughs> at the end. Some of you experienced that. <laughs> But what I'm trying to say is, it's, it's, it's like, the moment you become aware of it, 
there is a way it, it, it can begin to battle against anything that battles against you. And I can tell you story after story. Huh? Have you ever gone somewhere to preach and they introduce you as the boy of God? <laughs> no, before we have the man of God, let's just have a boy of God. <laughs> Praise God. But do you know that there are people who've gotten to experience things because of their awareness? I remember one time a knock comes by my office door and somebody says, my Shimkombe sent me here. I wasn't married by then. I wasn't even engaged. And they said, we've been having issues with my wife. Families have sat down to sort it out. It's not working. So I was told, there's a very wise young man. That's right. Said, okay. We had a session. Then had a session with the wife. Then had a family session. Because I, I made a decision some time back that I would study the word so much that I wouldn't let experience limit me. Reason being, I figured out that experience can be good and bad because you can have experience in the wrong thing. And then you can have, exp and experience will always have an element of subjectivity. But the word of God endureth forever. For example, there's somebody who can't imagine how a marriage can work if the woman doesn't kneel from the door to the chair. They can't imagine. It's not marriage. You're playing. You're playing games. In Kenya, they don't kneel. <laughs> it's not part of their culture. I'm just saying, like, I decided that the word of God would be my standpoint on everything. And... It has helped me with a lot. I, I don't know why I shared that. Maybe it also helped you with a lot. Just make the word of God your standpoint. Okay? Otherwise, you'd be amazed. Now, John 2 verse 1. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Let's go. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. So they were given cards, right? Come to the wedding. And Jesus and the disciples says, let's go. And by this time, miraculous signs had not yet been seen. So they were invited just as regular people. Awareness does something. You know, awareness can turn you from being regular to switching in a moment. Awareness does something. Imagine we became aware of what God has freely given us. So, when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus comes to him and says, they have no wine. And Jesus answered, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? <laughs> My hour has not come. Now, we never know what Mary saw <laughs> as she was raising this child. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting my point. <laughs> we never know what she saw. All we know is that she kept these things in her heart. And there is a silence. <laughs> there is a silence from the boy Jesus grew to the man 
we don't know what she saw. All she knew is that when it gets booky, she had a plan. Eh? She knew who to talk to. <laughs> For those who don't understand what that means, what you've seen in the situation, imagine a wedding and <laughs> stuff has run out. That's what it means by it's booky. So from now on, you know, eh? at, at least I'm, I'm helping you. So the, she, she didn't go to the she didn't go to the chief finances. She didn't go to. She went straight to Jesus and said, um, "They've run out of this." And Jesus says, "What does this got to do with me? I also just came to chill at this wedding. <laughs> I wanted to watch the lineup as well. What did she do next? His mother said to the servants, "Whatever he says to you, do it." At that point, <laughs> the servants now have an awareness that the solution is now in this man's words. That for this wedding to work now, the solution is in whatever he says. Before that awareness, he couldn't just go and say, oh, I hear the... No, 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 no. And says, whatever he says to you, just do it. That's how Jesus started his ministry before his time. <laughs> he had clearly said his hour had not started. He had to say, okay, guys, heaven, <laughs> we need to start. Why? This person's faith is too much. And already God had told her she was highly favored. What do you, uh, she, she was going to have to experience that favor. And then Jesus starts his ministry. Let's go on. Next verse. And there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 30 or 20 gallons apiece. Next verse. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water and they filled them up to the brim. And he said, draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. Do you know how much of a risk that was? He didn't say test it first. He didn't say pour it on the ground first. He just said draw and take it to the master of the feast. Who knows? What if it looked like water the entire way, the entire way? But the moment it went into his mouth. <laughs> All this was as a result of someone being aware that look, the miracle worker is here. And you know, when I read such scriptures, it, it propels me when it comes to my thought of miracles, there are certain kinds of miracles that we've coined situational miracles. Where they, for example, unless maybe God wants to demonstrate something, more, most likely he's not going to tell me to come here and make water wine. Unless maybe he wants to demonstrate something, I'm not limiting him. But do you know what this scripture shows? It shows that God can respond to a specific situation in a specific way. That's, that, that's what I get the most from it. You may never have to make an axe float. You may never necessarily have to walk on water. Maybe for you, you may have a, fl a, a plane ticket or something like that. I don't know if you're getting my point. But according to a situation, God can do something. But it starts with awareness. And that's something that just... Uh, bothers me when it comes to believers that there are some things we've scratched a bit 
but have not yet become aware. Can I give you one more example? Hey, I need to be ending. Look at Hebrews. God, I know what you want to do. You want us to start paying attention. And my goodness, I've been in joy. Hey, Hebrews 5, look at this. I want you to see verse 13. It says, For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Notice the word there is unskilled. It doesn't even say has no idea. But they've just not spent enough time with it. Some of the gentlemen here play FIFA. Why? I don't know. <laughs> you find two people can touch the same pad using similar fingers which have similar sizes but skill levels skill levels differ. <laughs> two people can touch the same phone. Others can reply to 52 messages in one minute. Skill levels when it comes to texting. Hey! There are people who are skilled without looking. And God wants us to get to that place with the word. But it, it deserves The Spirit of God needs time to do these things. He deserves some time. He deserves time. Currently, I'm reading the book of Judges. Eh? And I was reading, what was I reading? I was reading, this, I was reading the story of Deborah. And how she judged and then later on I was and then how you know she gave that prophecy and then Jael whether she's Jael or Jael ended up killing the, uh, that king and then I read the next part where she says all this and that was happening in Israel until I Deborah rose and then you notice it then begins to talk about singing and I begin to think oh my I was reading that in the Spirit of God's history. Like, look at it a bit further. Look at it a bit further. I think I even wrote it down, eh? Because usually what you don't write, you might lose due to mental decay. And I'm reading, and she reaches a part in verse 12 of Judges 5 where she says, Awake, awake, Deborah, awake, sing a song. And says, Arise, Barak, and lead your captives away. I'm thinking, wow. And I'm connecting the song to the warfare and the victory. I'm thinking, wow. So that, for, for Deborah, like, you know the way Moses' hands would be lifted and the rest went into battle? For Deborah, it was singing. It was singing. Now imagine someone from the praise team was reading that verse. And they were reading. 
Then they're like, okay, maybe in this context of the service, pastor will be Barak and he will come and uh, there'll be a deliverance. But maybe before that happens, during the session before, I'll be singing, deliverance happens in your name. And as that happens, that will increase faith and bring in an atmosphere and then break forth. And then such that when it's time for the ministration and we say you're delivered, the, the atmosphere is ripe, it's rich, because when the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves. You can also see intercession. Like anyone can read there and find their part. The intercessor can find their part. I'm just thinking, like, imagine we started giving God, like, a bit more time. Like, where you, you stop reading just, like, one verse per day. You know, that, like, a fast one, like, whichever your Bible app gives you that day. Like, one verse, you just read it fast, and you go on. One day it will give you, Abraham begot Isaac. And Isaac begot. I'm not saying you can't get revelation from there. But you might be limited. Or what if the next day gives you, and then Satan said. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the Spirit of God loves time. He loves it when you just give him some time. Like, say, okay, this is just, like, me and you time. Like, let's just, um, like, okay, God, I'm now reading, like, for me, I'm reading Judges. I'm reading Judges. Reveal to me what I can't see. Reveal to me what I don't know about it. It's like my fifth, sixth time or whatever reading it, but I'm seeing stuff I've never seen before. And it's because the Spirit of God has got that ministry to just reveal it to us. And then He makes it practical. Sometimes you may not hear a voice, you may not hear anything, but when it's your time of prayer, suddenly you remember that verse. And then you feel like praying in that direction. And then suddenly there is that ministration. Maybe you're about to go pitch a business presentation. Suddenly that scripture comes to mind. And then it applies to that context. And if you read the book of Acts, that used to happen a lot. Whenever they were about to make a decision, there would be a verse that they would quote. Sometimes that verse is even, was even from a different context, but it applied to that situation. Suddenly Peter just rises up and says, for it is written, another should take his place. Let's vote. Suddenly, Peter just stands up and remembers saying, no, these men are not drunk as you suppose, but this is, this is to fulfill what was said by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I'll pour my spirit upon flesh. That's how the spirit of God communicates. And he wants to be personal with everyone. He wants each one to have a personal relationship with him. He wants a situation where when I sit and hear uh, Gabriel giving his testimony. I'm like, wow! I, I was hearing that testimony and I'm, I, I was learning from it on the believer's authority. I don't know if any of you was learning the believer's authority. Me, I was learning it. <laughs> I was learning. I'm thinking, wow! So if I ever encounter a situation, I'll just say, let me pray. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting my point. God wants it to be such that I can hear a four-year-old from Sunday school and they say something, I'm like, Wow! That's beautiful. I can learn from that. Praise God. So in this spirit, there are some things he wants us to be more aware of. But that will have to be next week. Why do you look so 
sad. No, once I start explaining one, there are like three or four things I still need to explain. And today the Spirit of God just, he moved me in a way which is a bit different from how I usually teach. In the sense that I think he wanted me to be a bit more practical. Praise God. Praise God. Every eye closed. That's why I second. Don't sing along with me for now. Eh? Give me a key. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware. One person back in me. Of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of I want an auto as well. Let's go. Let us become more aware. One more. Of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of Now everyone whisper that. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of you. Let us become, let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience one more minute. Same words. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of hold on hold on when Moses had an experience with God the mountain his face was shining and God is calling us to that experience but better because we have unveiled faces he wants us to behold I don't know what, there's something the Spirit of God is communicating. But before that, is there anyone here who is not born again? If you're not, 
one of the biggest ways you can tell is the Holy Spirit has been convicting you right now that you need to give your life to Jesus and you need to put things in order with God. God wants you to make it to heaven. But that won't happen if you don't confess Jesus as your Lord. And usually, and by the way, you can tell from the depth of your heart whether Christ is in you or he isn't. And you can also tell by how you live. So I want to give an opportunity in this atmosphere. If you want to make things right with God, just raise your hand from where you are. I know you're there. I see it. Come on, just keep raising. Raise them high, please. Raise them high. Both men and women, girls and boys, just raise them. Raise them. Raise them. And raise them high. And then just stand. 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 For some of you, it's more of a rededication. Because perhaps you were in this path at some point, but you lost your way. God is calling you back and he wants you so badly. If you are one of those, raise your hands. As well. Just raise it. Raise it and stand. Raise it and stand. Raise it and stand. Lift your hands. And I want you to say after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the son of God. <laughs> I confess you as my Lord. And from this day, born again. Amen. Keep your hands lifted. There's so much destiny here. My God. My God. My God. And in this moment, there's a leg injury being healed. There's a leg injury being healed right now. My God. I sense the Spirit of God touching you guys in a way that's just special. blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.